1: Welcome back in hour number two here on Wednesday morning and 508-996-0500. That is the number to call in and share what is on your mind. And by the way, her, hearing some great things from people regarding their memories of Phillips Farm and the Phillips Farm chickens and the Phillips Farm sauce. And uh, actually, Jim Phillips sent me some photos yesterday uh, or last night. That um, are of the Phillips Farms store. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to add those into the story after, you know, after I get off the air probably. And so we'll have some stories of uh, some stories, some photos of the actual storefront put into the story as well. And if you haven't seen that yet, it's up at WBSM.com and on the app and also on our Facebook page. If you want to comment underneath it, if you want to share it with somebody else that might remember Phillips Farms, this is the time of year, too, when people get really nostalgic. It seems to be the case toward the end of the year. I mean, we we talk about nostalgia things all the time here, not just on this show, but, you know, Barry will talk about some things. He'll write about some things. And they always catch people, like, right in the feels, as the kids say, you know. they get you. They get you thinking about those things that you hadn't thought about. And certainly we'll have a lot of fun with those kind of topics as we get closer to Christmas and certainly next week when we're between Christmas and New Year's, you know, we can talk about that because there's, there's not a lot of things that happen in the news during that week. There's not a lot of things that are happening, not a lot of city council business going on, not a lot of, uh, you know, mass legislature things going on. There's not a lot to talk about. So those are, that's always a good time to kind of just talk about fun things. And I am going to throw out a question heading into the the, the holidays here. And I, I promise we'll, we're getting closer to me playing Christmas music here in the morning. But what, what gets you ready for the holidays? I was talking about Edaville earlier. That's always the thing for me. Or at least it was growing up. That was always the thing for me. Is I knew we were getting close when we took our family trip to Edaville, And then there were some, you know, years when it was closed. Then when it reopened, I was older and dating and then had a child of my own once I got married. So then, you know, that kind of opened it up from a different perspective for me, but still that was always the thing. And also for me because Hanukkah always came before Christmas celebrating Hanukkah with my grandparents. My dad's parents always kind of got me in the holiday season. So I would I would get something for Hanukkah and think, well now we're just a couple weeks away from Christmas. Going over and celebrating, we would light the menorah, we would And we kind of, you know, we my grandparents weren't strict observance of all the traditions. So we would light the candles for all eight nights on one night because we were only going to be going over there one night. But we would have the potato latkes and talk about the meaning of Hanukkah and exchange gifts and didn't have to get one gift and go there eight times. We got everything all in the same time. Because again, you know, we couldn't couldn't make it over there. But that really helped me get ready. There's still to me a gap between Thanksgiving and Christmas. I When it gets to be Thanksgiving, I'm like, we've still got plenty of time before Christmas. And then I blink. And it's December 23rd. And I'm out at the store. In fact, I reserved a movie ticket for Friday night. It's 7 o'clock, and I was thinking to myself, I should probably be Christmas shopping at that time. And I was like, nah, I'll do it on Saturday. <laughs> so I'm even procrastinating when I've already procrastinated. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Hey, good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, how you doing?
2: Good, thank you. Poinsettias. When I see
1: poinsettias everywhere, it's my time. I know
2: it's Christmas time is here.
3: Yeah, that's a good I'm one. I'm
2: ready. Red and white, but then I, I, either way, I, I always uh, I purchase them and give them as gifts. But what I miss uh, right now is a good snowball fight. Haven't had one in years with these winters we're having. A good old snowball fight with a nice chestnut right inside my snowballs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Neighborhood fun. Yeah, you know, we used to we used to like to build up the big you know you build up the big wall with the snow and hide behind it and whip the snowballs at the other team.
2: Oh, we'd have loved you in our neighborhood. That's how you do it. Yeah. You got to build
1: a fort, and then the snowballs are all behind it, like like cannonballs. Listen, I was in my 30s and working at the, at the restaurant that I worked in, and we had a good snowstorm. And me and two of the other people that worked there were back there building a snow fort out of all the snow that was piled up with the tunnels and everything. And then we built yeah. a little area that we loaded up with snowballs, and anybody that drove through the back area of the restaurant, we were whipping snowballs at the car.
2: Hey, we used to go to the market because my, uh, my friend's uncle we, he'd bring us the boxes, the heavy corrugated boxes. And we'd fill them with snow carefully, and we would build blocks, like big bricks, big cinder blocks. And we would build a fort wall with a window in it. And I'll tell you, that thing stayed up even when the weather got warm. <sighs>
1: And you, you had to, you know, you had to make sure that when you were building it, that you you made your little snow seat, too. You know, you would carve out a little seat that you could sit in, not even thinking, like, oh, there's no way I'm going to sit on that and, and get my butt wet. But, yeah, you always made it. At least I did.
2: Yeah, you you know your stuff about that. And the snowball fights, once it got frustrating, we'd all get together, see what we had left, and we'd make our last charge. And, boy, would we get hit if they had oversupplied themselves.
1: But so that was in that time for that, and we
2: all be friends and uh, do whatever we do on a winter day, a
1: Christmas it, the, the key is it had to be the right, the right time in the snow's life cycle there. If it, got too, if it was too cold and too wet and it became an ice ball, that's when you could do some real damage. But a regular snowball that's going to splat when it hits you, those are the best. They
2: are the best. And the boys and the girls ran on this. It wasn't a uh, all-boys thing. And uh, we we did everything we could and uh, to fight and to take and <laughs> and to see who would win because you know th- it doesn't happen often like you said that snow has to be a certain mixture to really have a great snowball fight.
1: Mm-hmm. And and kids but that are listening, the key to a good snowball fight is preparation. Don't start the fight until you've already built up a supply of snowballs. If you're making the measure you go, you'll never stand a chance.
2: That's right, and mittens. Mittens are, are good for snowballs, and gloves are, are, are good uh, just to have as a backup.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you for the memories. Yes, sir. Thank you. You have a right. good day. And uh, if there's if there's something that that makes you think Christmas makes you think about New Year's, now New Year's is a different story. New Year's is a is a day that I don't even think of until. It is that day. And sometimes I even forget. I'm like, oh, this is this is New Year's Eve. And I'll probably go out and get some snacks like I do every year. So I can just kind of snack on little foods instead of having like an actual meal. I'll prepare all of those, get them ready. Last year, everything was done in the air fryer. Had, what do they have? Like little crab rangoons and scallops and bacon. Bacon. Some chicken wings, all this stuff that I will then be eating for the next week because it's just me. But you know, you wanna you wanna have a little bit of a celebration. And then around 11 o'clock, eleven thirty, I'm like not doing it, not staying up. Although, to be fair, this this year it's on a Sunday, so I'm not really gonna be doing anything all day leading up to it, I'm sure. So I won't be as tired. I'll have to look and see if the Stooges are coming back. You know, we can always just make our own New Year's Eve marathons of things, right? You don't have to just watch what's on the TV. But are you a go-out person or are you a stay-in person on New Year's Eve? I am a stay-in person. It's, you know, it's, it's amateur night, we call it. Because... It's the night that people who don't know how to party go out and party too hard. And it makes it more dangerous. There was a year when my ex-wife and I were dating and we went and joined my parents in Boston, but we drove up separately. And we were on our way home basically after midnight, you know, when uh, the fireworks go off downtown. Well, we were were over at the uh, aquarium. And uh, after the fireworks were over, You're like, we got in our car and started driving home and the roads were just insane with people weaving all over the road and everything. So we said, that's it. We're not, we're not doing this again. And we never did. We stayed in every New Year's Eve after that. And, and I like it. I like staying in on New Year's Eve. I like having a little party even by myself. If somebody invited me to a New Year's Eve party, I, I don't think that I would go. I've probably been invited and just, you know, politely declined. Because to me, it's, it's, it's a risk. I want to be able to have a few drinks and not have to worry about driving home either. And it's just a time of reflection. Reflecting on why they pick this Twilight Zone instead of that one. Uh, And that's the thing about that Twilight Zone marathon is it kind of gets repetitive. You you know, you're going to see the same episodes every year at the same time. And now that they run marathons on every holiday, it's like, well, now it's not as cool as it used to be. Uh, We did get an app chat message from Deb and Mattapoisett. She says the attorney general from Colorado said last night that their ballots will be printed on January 4th. So if it's not decided by then, Trump's name will not be on the ballot. Either way, it clearly states in the Constitution he can't. It also says he, quote, engages nothing but being convicted of insurrection. Oh, I'm sorry. It only says that he engages. It doesn't say he has to be convicted of insurrection. He was an active participant in the January 6th insurrection. In my opinion, he disqualified, he's disqualified from ever holding any office ever again. And I guess the way that the 14th Amendment is worded, because they weren't having trials necessarily for everybody that was Part of the the confederacy that they use that as a blanket way to say being against the United States was enough. That didn't require the conviction. But I still don't know how I feel about somebody being removed from the ballot without there being a on the record formal decision that that person had been involved in an insurrection i think anybody that was involved in the confederacy americans generally accepted the fact that that person had participated in an insurrection against the united states not everybody agrees with that in the case of donald trump so therefore it's not a foregone conclusion and therefore it seems like it's a stretch to be able to utilize that to keep him off the ballot And like I said, does it really make a difference anyway? It's a political statement more than it is a law and order statement. People are just going to write his name in anyway, which is going to make it harder for the counting of ballots in that state. And for those who are worried about the integrity of elections, I'd, I'd rather have a candidate's name printed on the ballot than be depending on somebody writing it in. So I just think that it's more of a stunt than anything else, and it's an unnecessary one. Maybe you disagree. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. You can also send in those app chat messages, but I've got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. (laughs) broken glass might be something that you have to endure if you uh have your christmas tree up with some of those glass ornaments on it and you also have a cat. So keep that in mind. I remember those days of walking out and finding ornaments smashed on the floor. And then there's my cat just looking at me like, "Well, it wasn't me?" And I'd say, "Well, we don't we don't have any other pets at the time, so it, it had to be you." And you know, the 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 dog would kind of run under the tree but Just was a big goof. Didn't realize what she was doing. The cat had intention. The cat knew what he was doing. Anyway, speaking of the holidays, WBSM is once again teaming with United Way of Greater New Bedford to create a mini miracle for a deserving South Coast family. This year, it is the Lima family. Mom, Celsia, and her two children, 17-year-old Ciliani and 5-year-old Derek. Both children have uh, rare disorders, including... Siliani's inability to see clearly even with the help of glasses so we were hoping to get her these special lenses that would allow her to see and thanks to First Citizens Federal Credit Union she is now getting those lenses and will be able to help her mother care for her brother but we're also hoping to just give them a great holiday overall with some extra gifts and some extra help and things like that. So if you want to make a donation, you can visit the Mini Miracle page at WBSM.com to learn more, including how you can send in a donation via text, how to use your debit card, how to send in a check. You can even drop one off at the United Way if that's the case. Help the Lima family have a very Merry Christmas this year by donating to the United Way's Way's Mini Miracle program, which uh, you can find that link right at the top of WBSM.com. And we want to thank... Our sponsors, including First Citizens Federal Credit Union, Cardi's Furniture, Leech Auto Body, Inner Bay Cafe and Grill, and Morin and Pepin Incorporated. All right. Well, we will take more of your calls coming up after the news at 508-996-0500. You can also call in. um, You can also text in, rather, with your app chat messages, too. Man, I'm stumbling all over the place today. Maybe it's time for me to just give it away to Ariel so she can bring you all of the headlines
0: of the day. (music)
4: The political leader of Hamas is in Cairo today to talk with Egyptian leaders about the Israeli hostages and a possible ceasefire. Egypt helped to negotiate a week-long ceasefire back in November that saw over 100 hostages released in exchange for 240 Palestinian prisoners. Israel's president said Tuesday that they're willing to take another pause in Gaza to enable the release of hostages. Donald Trump is denying he quoted Hitler at a recent rally. The former president on Saturday spoke at a rally in New Hampshire and claimed immigrants were poisoning the blood of our country. The remark was similar to language used by Adolf Hitler in his book Main Camp. On Tuesday, Trump said he never read Main Camp and that Hitler's language language was much different. A pilot and a photographer are dead after a news helicopter crashed in New Jersey. Authorities say the Action News Philadelphia helicopter went down in Burlington County around 8 p.m. last night as crew members were returning from an assignment at the Jersey Shore. It took a while for state troopers to find the helicopter, which crashed in a hard-to-reach wooded area. A man from Washington State is being accused of luring people to their deaths with tales of buried treasure. 40-year-old Richard Bradley is facing four murder charges for allegedly luring victims into a wooded area south of Seattle to help him find buried gold where court documents allege he would then kill them, bury them, and steal their vehicles. Officials say a new COVID-19 variant is on the rise this holiday season. The CDC says cases of the new variant, which has been dubbed JN1, now account for one in five new infections. An official estimated that the new variant will become the dominant strain within a week. The opening bell rings this morning after stocks closed higher to end Tuesday. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones Industrial Average gained 252 points to 37 to 558. The S&P 500 rose by 27 points to 47 to 68. And the Nasdaq gained by 98 to 15 to 003. In sports, the Celtics fell to the Golden State Warriors 132-126 in overtime. Derek White led the season scoring with 30 points. Jalen Brown chipped in with 28 points, 8 rebounds, and 7 assists. Al Horford recorded a double-double after scoring 13 points and grabbing 12 rebounds. Tonight, the Celtics are visiting the Sacramento Kings. Patriots cornerback J.C. Jackson was placed on the reserve non-football illness list on Tuesday. According to Jackson's agent, he is dealing with mental health issues. New England will face off against the Broncos Sunday night. And Kirill Kaprizov's second goal of the night lifted the Wild to a 43-overtime win over the Bruins at TD Garden. David Pasternak scored a pair of goals before the end of the first period. Brad Marchand scored on the power play to send the game into overtime. Boston will visit the Winnipeg Jets Friday night. Now let's take a look at your local forecast. Today will be sunny with high temperatures in the low 40s. Tonight's skies will be mostly clear with lows in the upper 20s. And going into Thursday, we will see sunny skies again, highs in the mid-30s. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app.
1: 6-0-500. That is the number to call in and get involved in the discussion. You can also send in app chat messages via the WBSM app, like DSY New Bedford did. Donald Trump should not be on any ballot. He spends more time in court than anyone I know of. Well, I mean, until you're convicted of something, I don't know how they would keep you off. And even then, there's nothing that says that you can't run for president as a convicted criminal. So it's up to the voters to decide if they would still want to support a candidate in that position. So it 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 doesn't always... Um, um, how can I put this? Many people feel there are people who are criminals who run for office that haven't been convicted. Let me put it that way. And they still will either you know vote against them or hold their nose and vote for them or what have you. So I think the you know this this Colorado thing is jumping the gun. They're utilizing that 14th amendment as a way to be able to keep him off there. I think the Supreme Court's going to look at that and say, "Yeah, well that was of its time and this is different. And you should at least wait till somebody is convicted of something because they haven't actually done something criminal or illegal until They've been convicted of it. So that's going to be, I think, the way that that shakes out. You might agree, you might disagree. And, it, you know, it doesn't mean that that's what you want to have happen, but you got to look at it logically. you got to look at it by how they can explain it, how they can justify it. And also you have a mostly conservative court. So that's going to play into it, too. Even though politics isn't supposed to, you know that it will. But uh, again, 508-996-0500 if you want to discuss that. Uh, we also have the story up at WBSM.com with more details about the deceased infant found at Fort Tabor. If you haven't read the story, if you missed us discussing it earlier, they uh, the Bristol County District Attorney's Office has revealed that it was a male infant. And the part that I found to be the most shocking, they did give us a little bit more details about how it was discovered and how it was found. So a woman walking with a preteen girl, uh, they they discovered this, this baby, they discovered a blanket in the bushes inside that blanket was a plastic bag. And inside that plastic bag was the deceased infant's corpse and They shouted over to a couple of guys that were out walking a dog. They came over. One of the men called 911. And the DA's office made it a point to say none of these folks were believed to be involved. And then the DNA analysis determined that this infant had been dead one to four weeks when it was discovered. And I'm wondering... Is it possible that it was sitting there in that blanket for for one to four weeks before it was discovered? I don't think so. I think somebody would have seen it in that time period or animals would have gotten to it and it wouldn't have been sitting there. So that means somebody put it there after this infant had already been deceased for a time in their, somewhere else. I I don't want to say necessarily in their their care and their custody, but somewhere else. So I find that to be very interesting. 508-996-0500. By the way, if you have any information about it, all the information is in the story about how you can share what you know with the authorities. And you can even do so anonymously. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're on WBSM.
3: Good morning, Tim. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Uh, not bad, thanks. Uh, I, I'm listening on the app here, so it's a little, I'm just a little bit behind. I was uh, listening uh, to what you were saying you're reading some of the app chats um, in regards to Trump being taken off the ballot. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> I find it kind of amusing to hear some of the uh, responses from these from some people. Uh, you know, oh, he shouldn't be on the ballot anywhere because of, you know, what he did and so forth. I, I'm very, actually, I'm very glad to hear, it, hear you speak up and... And um, just in defense of the you know the, the Constitution, so to speak, i mean let's face it, everybody's got a right to run um he what what's happening here in my opinion um I mean, I hate to make it sound so drastic, but it's it's me it's almost like it's it's like voter or election interference in a sense where um you know uh, some people still believe that there was election interference and uh, twenty twenty there's so many different types of election interference in my opinion this is just another one the 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 opposite of um, stuffing ballots ballot boxes uh, would be to eliminate the possibility of having bo- votes cast for the for a particular candidate that's what I think is happening right here you've got a uh, a candidate who is by all accounts he 's leading in the polls all across the country it's this is no no secret it's i mean even even the mainstream news medias are, are reporting that the, um, the, the that 's undeniable so how how do you stop people from uh, from voting him? You take them off the ballot they 've done everything in their power in my opinion they've done everything for all of these things. Um, uh, you know, he's been in, you know, been in, uh, in court, you know, I had that last person who said, uh, you know, he, uh, he shouldn't be on the ballot because look how many times uh, he's been in court. Why has he been in court? Because they've tried everything under their power to keep him from running for election. But every time he's going to another court, he just keeps gaining in popularity. Uh, but the thing is, he's, there's another, uh, just another method for them to take, and stop people from voting for him this this isn't the only state there's several other states i know i believe this i think there's 25 states throughout the country i think that are trying to get him off of the ballot he he first of all he was not uh uh, uh yes i'm sorry he, the insurrection i don't I, it wasn't an insurrection anyways insurrection has to be an armed insurrection i mean i know we could go and we could go i don't want to go down that rabbit hole be honest with you but um I, th- what happened on January sixth obviously was 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 wrong uh, but, and i'm not gonna I'm not going you know try and defend what happened that's that's absolutely wrong well,
1: I mean, you but, don't it, it, we don't even have to you know semantically argue insurrection because the Fourteenth Amendment that they're utilizing also says rebellion, so you could even just you know say that this is rebellion rather than insurrection and and even that would kind of qualify under the Fourteenth Amendment according to the way that the the Colorado court's interpreting it.
3: I would agree with that. But the thing is, they they have to determine whether or not he was inciting a rebellion. And and I believe that he I mean, if you if you listen to what was said, he had a rally. He held a rally that day. And what he did was he asked people to to patriotically march to the Capitol and to voice their opinion. I mean, he he didn't. There were some people that were in that uh, in that crowd that were uh, they were rogue. And they went and and what happened, but, but I, I, and again, I don't want to talk too much about that because that's not where I'm going with this. What I'm trying to say is, is, is that, um, there's all these, um, charges that that are against him. They've been doing before, much before January 6th, they've been going after Donald Trump since before he was elected in 2016 because they knew that once they realized that there was, he had a valid off a valid chance of becoming president, they didn't want him there because they knew what was going to happen. Um, but, but my point being is now, if they're using everything in their power, they're coming after him in every way, shape, or form to stop people from voting for him. And, and I mean, I just think that this is against – people have to realize that this is not the way we, – we deserve the right to pick our president. I don't believe that, that the, the government, any government, uh, by state or federal, should take that away from us. Uh, and I heard you mention the one thing about that—you know, you—you you didn't want to see people; uh, you didn't want to have them write them in. What I what I gathered from reading this last night—they're not going to allow write-in ballots in Utah either, i uh, Colorado either. Um, this so so if we forget about writing him in in, in Colorado, if this actually passed, so uh, I I honestly believe that it's gonna that he's gonna you know uh, it, it's not going to pass. It's going to be um he, he's going to be able to you know beat this in court but um but it's just every single step along the way you know something he's not going to go to jail he's going to be all of these charges one way or another he might he, he, they'll find some way to, to, to you know to do something to him in in new york especially they'll, they'll 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 get through to him somehow they'll pay some fine but the thing is in the long run What they'll succeed in doing is what they set out to do, and that's to interfere with his election, his campaign, and make it that much more difficult. And I honestly honestly believe that uh, it's taken its toll on him. I, I don't think there's another person in the world that could handle what he's taking and still continue to run for president.
1: All right. Well, thank you for the call.
3: You have a good day. You're welcome, You're welcome Tim. Bye-bye.
1: I, I got to take a break here, but we can uh, we can get into more of that. I just will say that see the 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 trick here is going to be that the Supreme Court is going to have to interpret how to read the Fourteenth Amendment in this regard. Because um, let me just give you a quick read of, of exactly what it says. Um, And bear with me. It's just a couple of sentences. No person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or any state who, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislature or as an executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. But Congress may, by a vote of two-thirds of each house, remove such disability. So that is pretty vague in the way that it's, uh, and it's even been vague in how it's been interpreted following the Civil War. Eventually, President Ulysses S. Grant urged Congress to pass the Amnesty Act in 1872, which removed this disqualification for all but the most senior Confederates. And then they broadened that, that amnesty during the Spanish-American War as a, quote, gesture of national unity. And so and they eventually used it posthumously to remove any disqualification from Confederate General Robert E. Lee and Confederate President Jefferson Davis. So here we have the leaders of this literal insurrection against the United States being given amnesty from this, albeit posthumously. So I, I don't know how you enforce this based on, on that language because that's saying, you know, the Civil War was a clear-cut insurrection. The Civil War, nobody was denying that the Confederacy had rebelled against the United States government and had engaged in an insurrection. This, that has not been decided and proven. So the, civil, the Supreme Court can look at it and say until that has been proven or decided— when we can't back this this decision. That's just the way that I see it playing out. 508-996-0500. We'll be right back. And welcome back in, 508-996-0500. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hello. How you doing?
5: Good. Uh, Anybody that uses hate speech, the Democrats should not let them be on the ballot, like Trump, Nikki Haley, and Ron DeSantis. Well,
1: under what grounds?
5: Uh, Just normal... Common courtesy. I mean, if people are using hate speech all the time, like those three, they just should not be on the ballot.
1: I don't know that there's something there legally to disqualify them, though.
5: Well, just common courtesy, and common you know sense. You know they're going to be bad.
1: I don't. I don't think that's enough, though. I mean, think of all the candidates. I mean, David Duke was a presidential candidate multiple times.
5: Well, now this is a whole different day. This is a, the new time in America. When everybody is woke.
1: But I, I don't, I don't think you can change the constitution like that without actually changing the constitution.
5: Well, then they should.
1: And that might be a big, heavy lift.
5: Well, it, you know, we got to get to the right place. All right. Well, we um, have to have a democratic dictatorship.
1: A democratic dictatorship. Yes. Am I being pranked? You really believe that? <laughs> Yeah, you are. Uh, sorry. Okay. All right. <laughs> Glad we cleared that up. All right. 508-996-0500. Um, switching gears. Uh, we are looking at some uh, some decent weather coming up for the next few days. I know it's a little cloudy out there right now, but you know that that snowy weather, that heavy, wet winter weather is right around the corner. If you made it through Monday storm, you know how much worse that could have been had that been snow instead of rain. And with that thought in mind, think about all that piling up on your roof. If that's the case, you should be calling Precision Window and Kitchen. Even though their name is Precision Window and Kitchen, they also can replace your roof. They do a great job of it. They've been doing it for many, many years, and they can do it right. Have them come out and take a look at it. They will give you a free no-obligation estimate because they understand, hey, listen, it's a big expense, to consider, you know, uh, buying a house and, and, and having that be something you're paying for 30 years. So they know that it's an investment that you have made and probably the biggest investment you'll ever make in your life. And you've got to take it seriously, but they also know that, you know, sometimes you can't deal with all those bills. So they'll let you know, honestly, if it needs to be repaired right away, or if you can hold off, but chances are, if you think that there's an issue, there's an issue. And they can get it done for you quickly. They can get it done effectively. They can get it done with precision. Give them a call or stop by their showroom at 1111 at Cushion Avenue in New Bedford. They can show you all the materials that they use. They have them right there on hand. Or you can have them come right out to your house by going to precisionwindowandkitchen.com and booking that free no obligation estimate to have them come down and take a look at your roof or whatever project it is you want to have them work on. Maybe you need new windows put in because they're too drafty with uh, the cold weather coming in. Maybe Maybe you need new entryway doors. Maybe you just want a kitchen and bath remodel because you want to enter 2024 with a new look in your home. Whatever it may be, Precision Window and Kitchen are the people to call. Got to take my final break of this hour. We'll be right back. And welcome back in. You're probably running around this morning getting the kids to school. That's, I think this is the last full day before They have, uh, right, tomorrow they have a half day in a lot of places, and then they're on vacation and all that. Anyway, no matter what it is, you're running around. You're doing a lot. You're trying to get some of that last-minute shopping done, whatever it may be. Take a moment. Give yourself a little respite from all of that. Stop by Sunrise Bakery and Coffee Shop on Bolton Street in New Bedford and treat yourself. But not only can you do that, not only can you treat yourself and have a little break, but you can also get all of your holiday needs there as well. Fresh baked European pastries, fresh baked daily Portuguese pops and breads, Fresh baked sweetbreads, rice pudding, cheesecakes, and don't forget to get your holiday pies there like blueberry, apple, mincemeat, Boston cream pie, and carrot cake, just to name a few. And of course, they have those pre-made sandwiches. They're delicious homemade caserla, chicken salad, tuna fish, or you can buy a container and get the rolls and make it yourself whenever you need it. It makes for a stress-free holiday so you can enjoy your guests and enjoy time with your family by letting sunrise do the baking for you. That's Sunrise Bakery and Coffee Shop, 506 Bolton Street in New
0: Bedford. All right, we are going to... Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery.